After yeah. Dark podcast. That's right. Exactly. That's he's the only one that matters. He's the only member of your audience that matters. Exactly. I mean, is that wrong? Uh, yes. Clearly not. It is completely wrong. Anyway. <laughs> everyone and welcome to anime club after dark the podcast that delves into all things anime manga and otaku culture related i'm your host alex but you can call me senpai and joining me tonight we have our czar of source material john i didn't want to be here today <laughs> my girlfriend didn't try hard enough to get me out of this recording <laughs> i don't know i was listening to you before to her before we started and it sounded like she wanted you to leave <laughs> She couldn't handle the guilt of making me back out, even though I wanted her to make me back out. She fucked up the dream, man. <laughs> done fucked it up. You done goofed. You done goofed. You done fucked up, A.A. Ron. Uh, and we also have our chivalry of Shota Shotaro. I'm totally not grinding on Guild Wars 2 right now. It's not what bitch, I'm doing. You bitch. I have, you have my full undivided attention. What are we talking yeah. about? Yeah. I feel like that's a lie. <laughs> I would never lie. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but before we get into our topic tonight, I just want to very quickly say, uh, so we've recently got affiliate on our Twitch channel, and just we've had a great outpouring of support on there. We've had a bunch of people sub on there. I'm very thankful to all of you uh, out there that have subbed and followed and, and just stopped by on our, our streams when we do it on Twitch. Uh, thank you all so much. Um, I, I never thought we'd get this far, guys. <laughs> insert plankton meme <laughs> oh my god I, I just i just thought of a redemption you can do like you can head pat the camera for a redemption yeah but i don't but usually yes, have a you. camera on when i'm oh streaming never mind. wow the only time we what do cameras is when uh, or, yeah i know well the, the only time i do cameras is when we're doing the um the D streams well, maybe you should put out more often then <laughs> Maybe I do got I do got to come up with some really good uh, redeems for our channel points. Um, I got a couple of ideas in mind that I'll probably be implementing. Maybe here. you can redeem for an uwu. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, maybe. Oh, you can redeem for a babaka. Oh God, no! <laughs> I hate everything. Anyway, about this uh, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. I'm no moving on, please. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who stopped by our Twitch channel and just shown us a lot of love. Um, but John, it's very fortuitous that you're here tonight because you are the czar of source material. And we're going to be talking about source material. Wow. What a coincidence it's... that you're here. We totally didn't chain you down <laughs> yeah. to a chair and force you to record. <laughs> I am here of my own free will. Yeah, that's so weird. They are treating me very well here. <laughs> I am being fed every day. <laughs> uh, but no, so uh, a, a question that we want to ask here, uh, and I think it's a good question to ask, especially with anime adaptations of source material, is when you are adapting any kind of source material for an anime, is it more important to stay as true as possible to the original source material, or is it better, or are you actually required to tweak it for the new medium that it's in? 
fucking it better stay true to the source okay because obviously the author had a reason to anyway um you make a voice but you said those words unironically yeah Yeah, i know (laughs) i mean i i i I know there are times i know you have said those exact words just without the voice it's because first of all this is a stupid (laughs) fucking topic man like It's no, it's not. Yeah, it's a stupid fucking topic because it's like, is it better to tweak it or is it to better to like make it your own? It's like it depends. Like, is the source shit? Yes, fucking tweak it. It's not a yes or no question. That's the point. We're gonna see what exactly and when exactly do you tweak it? Hmm. I mean, I feel like everyone should be able to express their artistic um, selves. So if directors want to get all like fucking kubrick with it go ahead but <laughs> i don't know man sometimes some sometimes something that just deviates completely from the source material ends up better than the actual source material as well it's very rare but it does happen yeah and we're, we'll definitely talk about some of those instances as well uh so before we actually go too deep into this i want to talk about i mean i know a lot of people listening will know what we mean when we say source material but i do kind of want to define that term so for our purposes here since we're talking about anime adaptations largely the source material we're talking about are things like manga light novels web novels uh john you have to say it because you always put the right emphasis on it manhua <laughs> There you go. I hate it here. Um, and we're also talking about things like visual novels too, and and regular novels. Um, uh, so for, I mean, for our purposes, that's what we mean when we say source material, um, especially in terms of anime adaptations of source material. Uh, so the first question I kind of want to ask is, um, what do you guys think are things that definitely need to be changed? when you're changing the medium a story is being told in, whether you're going from a manga to an anime, a light novel to an anime, or what have you. Well, with light novels to anime, usually light novels have a lot more descriptions. There's a lot more monologuing and a lot more world building, and they tend to just kind of cut that out. And I don't disagree with that action per se, Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's like we don't really need to know that in this country they trade wheat for two two schmeckles like <laughs> this has nothing to do with the story but but how am i gonna spend my schmeckles if i don't know that <laughs> but at the same time though i don't know in like for overlord i find the enjoyment in the world building so i hate the fact that they cut that out and the monologues like that's what makes it fun but mm. i know a lot of people make the argument especially when you're adapting like western books to movies that you can't adapt a full like obviously they're gonna change it because you can't fit a full book into a movie but when we're talking about like anime like a lot of this stuff is tv length so i mean there's more like there's more wiggle room to actually adapt more of the source into and be more faithful to it so i don't think that's as much of an excuse to be like oh we can't fit it all in but like you literally could if you wanted a really long show and like really long shows are like a lot of good shows are really long shows so i mean there's the option there but then you are restricted by budget like if you're gonna make a faithful adaptation of a of a novel and it's gonna be really long then it's going to be like a really big investment and maybe a lot of people don't want to make that risk 
So. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right about that. And I, I definitely agree with what John said, like, especially when you're talking about like web novels, light novels, or visual novels. Uh, one of the things that definitely gets cut down a lot is dialogue. Well, um, <laughs> so for example, uh, a lot of light novels start out as web novels, you know, people just posting mm-hmm. it as a side hobby, like Mariyama and stuff, or like Fuse for um, Slime Tensei. They just post it online as a side hobby, and then it gets picked up and becomes a light novel. And, you know, that's that's an adaptation, right? The light novel is an adaptation of their web novel. And generally speaking, light novels blow web novels out of the water because they don't have an editor team when they release their web novels. It's literally, oh, I'm going to write this shit up on my phone and then post it online. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the editor <laughs> is the writer in that instance. <laughs> and because uh, like, I I've read a little bit of the Overlord web novel. It's fucking garbage. Um, Al- <laughs> Albedo doesn't exist. First of all, first and foremost, this is my biggest problem. There oh, is no album. zero out of ten. Zero, zero out, out of ten. 10. Throw it like, in the garbage. And it's just, I wanna, I wanna hear that like editorial conversation <laughs> of including Alberto. It's like, okay, listen, I love the world building. We love Skeleton Man, but we need big titty succubus lady to be <laughs> lusting every other scene because there's there's a lot of sexual tension and it's not being outlined. Yeah, because with having just shouts here, it's like. It's too much, you know, but now that we have competition between Shaltier and Alberto, it makes it a lot more likable. I can't imagine Overlord without Alberto. Me, I, 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 I genuinely a poster can't. woman, I swear. I mean, yeah, she's basically just a poster woman for the light novel. Um, but it's kind of the same instance for Slime Tensei. Like, the, the web novel is not too bad. Um, I, I personally like the web novel, but the light novel is definitely a lot better. <laughs> I've I've heard so I mean John since you read way more web novels and light novels than I do I I've heard people describe web novels as a bunch of people throwing shit at the wall and light novels are just the things that stick basically because again a web novel is something they're writing these authors are writing in their spare time whether they're working a full-time job like they're just writing shit to write and was that like Moriyama, who is the author for Overlord? He has a full time job, doesn't he? Aside from writing, yeah, because because <laughs> he only has Overlord. He hasn't made a giant impact to the point where he could retire on just. He's not Nisio Eason. Yeah, he's not. He has no Nisio Eason. He's not coming oh, up with a novel every two weeks. Yeah, well, because no. if you only have one series for sale and you drop out of that top ten chart, you're not really making too much money. It's the niche light novel market for me (laughs) no john john makes a good point though because like if if you look at some of the best-selling stuff like people in the top 10 the the authors in the top 10 for light novels um are probably pretty well paid and they probably have multiple series going at one time or have worked on multiple series at that point but then you got people that are beyond the top 10 and they're probably making i mean they might be making some money off of it but not enough to live off of Honey, pay your creators. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Japan, please yeah. pay your creators. Yeah, that's... Mm, we always have this conversation. I know, it always seems to come back to this. <laughs> that's honestly depressing that, like, someone who wrote Overlord can't even make a living off it. Hello? That's such a good book. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so something else that obviously needs to be changed, with the exception of maybe visual novels, you know, adapting a visual novel into a an anime is um, you obviously need a soundtrack because mangas, web novels, light novels, mahua, they don't have soundtracks. 
No, they don't. And it's it's kind of amazing how in some seri- anime series the music can really carry the action and can carry the dialogue and carry uh, the world building. It can it can do so much that you know in a printed medium you can't do. They they release drama CDs usually for like manga and stuff where they'll they'll hire actual voice actors to act out the roles and gauge people's reaction like hey would you guys want to see this in anime form question mark it's funny because um before the monogatari series was adapted into an anime they actually did have a drama cd um and a lot of the people that ended up being cast into the roles for the anime were on that drama cd except for one uh, originally, Aya Hirano was cast as Hitagi. Oh, terrible. Instead of Chiwa Saito. Chiwa Saito and is the best Hitagi. It's, it's really weird hearing Haruhi voice Hitagi. <laughs> That'd be... I, I, I hate it. I hate that. Oh, I did not need to know that information. <laughs> but that was originally who they were going to cast as Hitagi. <laughs> Yikes. I can't imagine the Monogatari series with I not to take anything away from Aya Hirano's performances in the past. Like I think she's a pretty decent voice actor when she's not banging half of everyone in Japan. Um, uh, not the slut shamer. <laughs> listen, I'm not shaming. I'm impressed more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm just Poor wondering how. Band, though. I'm just wondering how how come we weren't invited, right? Like, come on. I know how come I not wasn't invited. The... Apparently, apparently Aya Hirano's like qualifications for a boyfriend is do you have a pulse <laughs> i hate it here uh speaking of voice actors that is another difference between source and uh anime this how you know you voice the line also it's like a lot like conversations are a lot fluid when you can actually like hear them instead of reading them mm. and you can do like double talk where like people talk over each other although that's harder for um subs but yeah, but it's I mean, certainly it's, not impossible, and that's something that you can't really do in a printed medium. You're right. It's very hard to do, yeah. Uh, well, and again, going back to the Monogatari series, like the enormous amount of dialogue in those novels, like obviously some of it gets cut out for the anime, but it's really hard to read because there's so goddamn much of it. And they use these that... long-ass words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that Monogatari, like for the dialogue, would be easier to experience as a novel rather than an Mm. anime although the anime the fact that you can't read it i guess gives it its own like i don't know feeling of being you know overly intellectual so i guess you get that feeling in the in the way that you can't even understand it because it goes by so fast from the anime yeah speaking Uh, go ahead of voice acting i just wanted to give an example that I read Scum's Wish, and it was very, like, it was, like, very average for me, but the anime version of it, because of the really good voice acting and um, music that made all the scenes, like, the proper amount of suspenseful, it really made the story way more interesting, and I completely attribute that to the voice acting and the music. All of the audio there was really made... The story that much more interesting especially for a story like scum's wish where the drama is really the whole point of the story so making dramatic dramatic tension uh more poignant is really important for those kind of shows yeah i completely agree with you on that one because i've read scum's wish too and like it's not to say that the uh, the source is bad because it's not it's just it's it's like you say it's sort of 
middle of the road, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think the voice acting in its anime adaptation really just took it to another level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is there anything else that we definitely think needs to be changed before I move on? Well, well I go ahead. So for action-heavy uh, light novels, I kind of mm-hmm. like anime adaptations of that. Like, first of all, I, I don't really like SAO too much other than the fight scenes. I love the action scenes in SAO. I hate the rest of it. You know, the re- don't don't lie, you also like the music. Oh yeah, I like Crossing Field. The music the rest of the music's okay. Crossing Field's like the best oper OP opener that SAO has, but uh that's my opinion because I haven't seen any other ones. <laughs> well, no, that's not, not true. I saw SAO uh I think I saw season 2, right? Mother's Rosario and the other one. Was that season? Yeah, that was season 2. Probably. Was too many seasons. I don't know. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> uh, the first four novels in the series, I think. Anyway, point is, SAO's uh, fight scenes, like, in the original novel, it doesn't translate very well because the author is pretty bad at writing. But, man, <laughs> phenomenal anima- animation, right? Oh it yeah, like really if there's if there's one like I sh- we I say I but we shit on Sword Art Online a lot on this podcast. But one thing we really can't shit on, especially with the first season, is how well animated it was. Well, I think the rest of the seasons are well animated too. But well, I haven't seen them, so I don't know. <laughs> it's it's They're all really well animated. Yeah, it's all really good. Like I just love watching the fight scene compilations because that's all I care about at this point. Not the... <laughs> Fuck the story. I don't care about who's fighting who for what reason. I just want to see the fights, man. Yeah, I mean, with action-heavy stuff, though, I mean, with a, especially with a light novel or a web novel, um, I mean, yeah, you can read the action all you want, but I definitely think it lends itself more to a visual medium like anime. And even for stuff like manga, the fights are like PowerPoint. So... You have it's a different experience watching the fight being animated and watching it in a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. Um, contrary to that uh, statement, I do want to talk about Akame Got Kill because literally the manga, I don't know what they did, but the way they wrote the fight scenes, even though it was like a manga, it just looked so fluid and like one panel by the other really linked into each other really well and honestly one of the best parts of a kill is the author's ability to draw really fluid fight scenes which didn't translate to the anime because the <laughs> fight scenes in the anime were i think the anime was in general a, like a pretty mediocre production and it was the fight scenes were pretty average it was just like people flying around doing typical anime shit but in the manga, it was like re- as I guess because the manga is such a restrictive medium for fights, it was really impressive to see how he drew those, or I don't know their gender, how they drew those. How do you how do you feel about the ending? To no, never mind. We don't talk about the ending. <laughs> yeah, no, let's not. Oh, Anytime wait, you bring ended? up a comic I kill, I always have to mention the ending because you were so fucking triggered so by that angry. ending. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> me too. The, uh, holy shit! I was angry at the manga. <laughs> no, no, you ending. don't understand. I, I, I distinctly remember when that when the manga ended. Him like texting me immediately after he got through reading is like, I'm so pissed right now. Listen, a kill popped my cherry on me liking a manga and it ending horribly, and now I just like every manga I read that I like ends horribly, so I'm over it. And I'm like, <laughs> whatever. I know it's going to end shit, but... 
it's hard to fucking end mangas like i mean you know just writing in general endings are one of the most difficult things to do i mean because no matter what you write you're obviously not gonna please everyone Especially well, at least if you're, please it's, me. It's a, it's a hugely popular thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least please me. You hear that, Mangakas? <laughs> you need to please show from the Anime Club After yeah, Dark podcast. That's right. Exactly. That's He's the only one that matters. He's the only member of your audience that matters. <laughs> exactly. I mean, is that wrong? I, yes. Clearly not. It is completely wrong. Anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. So. Um, wait, wait, wait. Before so we move for- on for that. So speaking of PowerPoint presentation, that made me think of Bleach. So one of the chapters I was (laughs) really looking forward to being animated because I was like, it's so shitty in the manga. I wonder how they're going to do it. So there's a fight scene in Bleach where uh, Ichigo is fighting that other guy with the fucking cool looking hair. And he throws like a rock at him. (laughs) And like the entire manga is just like black panels (laughs) to illustrate like fast action scenes. Not bad. And I guess it's kind of cool because then Ichigo like chops off his own arm and throws it at the guy, and the guy is like, "You think that would disturb me?" And then Ichigo goes and like fucking one punches him. But (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I wonder how that's gonna be animated. And holy shit, did they stick true to the source, man? That shit looked like a PowerPoint. (laughs) Oh no! And they even cut out the hand throwing scene. I was like, why? That was the only cool part of this fight scene. So that would definitely be an example of of a work that should have de- should have deviated from its source material. It's uh, yeah, because again, if the source is bad, it's fine. Like it's you can't make it any worse than the source. Oh, oh, contraire, mon frère. <laughs> you can indeed. Oh God. Uh, so I I wrote this question down because it's one thing I definitely wanted to ask John since he reads a lot of a lot of stuff. Uh, well, way more than I think myself and show do. Um, for you, John, what are things that you specifically look for when an anime adaptation of a source material that you actually like is going to be adapted? Let me answer for him. He looks for a good OP, and that's okay. okay. I mean, he's not wrong. So uh, when you go to the big screen from manga or light novel, I really care about OST because it's like, all right, if I like the source material, then... You- you've got to bring other things to the table for my anime enjoyment because at this point I read a lot more than I watch nowadays. So it's hard for me to get into a show if it doesn't have a good OST. Like, if the story's good, sure, I'll fucking watch it if it looks good. But if there's no, like, good music or good voice acting, I'll kind of fucking hate it. Uh, I was turned off to a bunch of anime like that, too, where it was stupid. I read the source for the manga, and I liked the manga, but then the anime had this, the voice actress for his little sister was just so fucking annoying. And I was like, I can't do this. I watched three episodes. No, not even that one. Not even that one. She's fine. Miyuki is fine. <laughs> is she uh, I mean, it's fair, oh. fair enough for you too, because I know that one thing that you really, really like about anime is music. I mean, you really get into the music of anime. Yeah, like music to me, I wouldn't say it's first, but it's very important for me to enjoy the OST. Along with definitely in the like, top three, though you'd say, yeah, music, voice acting, and kind of. <laughs> I I normally don't care about art. I still don't really care about art, but it does depend. Like if the source material has really cool art, like Sobin does Overlord's art, and I fucking love that. I want them to mm. kind of capture that style and bring it to anime, which Madhouse perfectly did well. They 
captured the Sobin's art style, and I thought they translated it pretty well. It wasn't as, like, fucking edgy as Sobin makes his stuff, but, I mean, Sobin's a god, so <laughs> if they made an anime that looked like Sobin's art, I would fucking animate of the century for me, so. That may, that, that, that brings to uh, brings to light a good point to make, too, which is, like, when you do an anime adaptation of, uh, like, a source material that already has things like character designs and stuff worked out, is it important to actually maintain the exact same visual style that's put into the manga or the light novels or the visual novels when you do the anime? I mean, not really, because a lot of this, – this applies more to web novels than it does um, light novels, but a lot of web novels is really bad art. Like, you think – in another world with my smartphone is fucking ugly looking man you should see the web novel art is bad <laughs> it's like literal, literal stick figures it's it looks like it came straight out of 2006 my dude and the light novel <laughs> looks a lot better and cleaned up and the manga looks way better and i'm glad that they took the art from the fucking light novel slash manga to make the anime even though the anime was shit but the source was shit so it doesn't really matter <laughs> a lot of light novels have very basic character designs and then a lot of light novel adaptations have like them they keep these basic character designs and i don't know if it's intentional but if it's intentional i don't like it but i don't <laughs> like seeing like literally every light novel protagonist in anime looks the same and i'm like uh, can you like i don't know make your own style Hello? Well, i mean i a good example of that that i've watched the recent natai is gonna fucking murder me when i when he hears me say this is um snafu like i can't say that the character designs are particularly what do you mean that's a horrible example the the protagonist for snafu is like very very unique. like unique yeah like, okay that's one character though i mean what about the other ones come on about, the other like, ones UV are generic and, the generic um, yeah harem there's not there's, they're not that they're not that different or special the harem fillers for me i mean you're kind of right so the harem girls are kind of just like anime girl when I think anime girl, that's what pops up in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> ambiguous really like an- anime girl. Like, oh yeah, they look pretty. Anime girls. I can definitely tell that they're anime girls. <laughs> no, no, literally, like when you think of a uh, blonde, like generic blonde anime girl, Iraha is literally what I picture. <laughs> Iraha? You mean Yui? Oh, you said blonde. No, Iraha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's blonde, or blondish. Uh, but that, that's literally what I picture. Like, that exact character design is what I picture. <laughs> Ty's going to fucking murder me when he hears me say that. Um, but I like their design because... <laughs> so, that's a that's a case of, like, where the light novel looks okay. It's not too bad. But goddamn, did that new anime studio fucking knock it out of the park. <laughs> oh, yeah, studio feel, yeah. yeah. Like, there's a huge difference in the art style with between the first and second and third seasons. Yeah, like, the first season I liked just because I liked the story and, like, the, the voice acting. Like, Hikigaya is fucking hilarious. But the art itself, yeah, well, it, it was kind of ugly. But it's because it's, like, based on the light novel. So when hmm. Studio Fuel came over and they're like, you know what? Let's make them prettier by making the lines thinner, but you're going to make the images sharper. Then we're going to get rid of the round shapes. And I was just like, I fucking love this. <laughs> it, yeah. It looks great. Um, And also made them, like... I won't say completely realistic, but more realistic body proportions. Um, I will, I will say a uh, anime adaptation that really took the idea of translating a visual style very literally. Um, and it's not simply, certainly not the only one, but Clanad, 
they 100 percent lifted the all the designs from that straight from the visual novel i mean it was made by visual key so i mean duh like if they are the same studio that created the visual novel why wouldn't they just lift assets and animate it using those assets i don't understand that seems like it's I, I just, mean, it would be more um what's the word i'm looking for economical it would be more economical yeah, cost effective cost effective economical to do that that's to me you've already spent the money to create these assets may as fucking well lift it and that's what they did with fate the fate series they lifted the assets from the visual novels and put it into a fucking yeah, anime. Much, yeah not um not not so much though i think with more recent fate adaptations i think they've been a little oh no more... ufo table fucking decided you know what we're gonna look at these designs and then make them way fucking prettier and cooler and i was like okay sounds good no, Ufotable was like, all right, we're going to take this basic character design, we're going to take the, the line art, and we're going to throw everything else out, and we're going to do everything else ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's, that's how Ufotable just tackled fate. <laughs> it seems to have worked out for them in their favor, so. um, All right, so one thing, John kind of jokingly mentioned this at the beginning, like uh, the, the one-to-one anime adaptation, like it has to be exactly the same. Uh people bitch about that all the time yeah. are, do you guys think that one-to-one like literal one-to-one anime adaptations of source material are actually even possible no no fucking way no one so if you adapted like let's say a novel like overlord into a one-to-one anime adaptation the first 12 episodes would be the first fucking book okay <laughs> like, yeah oh god uh not that's not true i'd say the first mm, you could do it in six episodes really there are certain things I'd cut out, too, how I would cut it but out. It would be drawn out way longer than it is. Yeah, so instead of the typical, like, three or four episodes per light novel volume, uh, if they tried to stick to, like, at least double that, like, six to eight, I think it would actually work out pretty well. Uh, one example of that would be, like, Slime Tensei. Uh, that one, I'm basing this off of the web novel, but there's only, like, ten volumes, so each volume isn't very long but they adapt each volume like pretty well because Mm. instead of again rushing through one volume in three fucking episodes they do it in like eight Mm. maybe because there's not too much to the source material but because of that it seems like a better anime because there's more like you learn a lot more about the world you get more invested in the show and stuff like that do you think that also plays into why um Mushoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation's uh, anime adaptation has been so well received. So, again, I for Mushoku Tensei, I haven't read the light novel. I've only read the uh, web novel. Um, as for the anime adaptation, it does it pretty well. Like, it does cut out certain things that, again, aren't very important. But to me, they were important because there's more story to be told. There's a lot of things happening in the background that they didn't even mention. So I'm like, I'm waiting for the moment when they, it comes up out of nowhere and everyone's going to be like, what the fuck? They came out of nowhere fucking uh, railroading or um, what's that fucking thing? Oh, my God. The chalice the thing. <laughs> the thing that I Deus Ex Machina. OK, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it's called. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is John's mind at work, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, where it's like a deus ex machina happens where it's it's like, oh, all of a sudden, now this. And in Mushoku Tensei, it's like, well, actually, there are things in the background that were happening that they talk about in the, the web novel that you didn't get to see it in the anime. 
So it's going to eventually come to a head, and I know people are going to bitch about it, but whatever. That's my there's, answer. I mean, there's nothing There's nothing to say that that stuff couldn't eventually be addressed in, in a sort of flashback or something. Mm, that's, that's just lazy. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not. It's certainly not ideal. If I don't sure. let Guilty Crown get away with it, I'm not going to let Shoko Tensei get away with <laughs> oh, it, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so, I, like... One to one anime adaptations are obviously not possible because they're different sources. So if you're being uh, like very specific about what that means, they know it's not possible. But you could get like ninety five percent close to it, and there's definitely adaptations that like don't even try and are like whatever. This isn't gonna be uh, faithful at all. And there's adaptations that are like we're gonna be as faithful as possible, and like the as faithful as possible adaptations are, like, literally basically one-to-one. Like, stuff like um, Hunter x Hunter, like, the newer version, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like, there's a lot of other ones that are very, like, very faithful. And there's small changes here and there, but, I mean, it's basically the same. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, people say the same thing about Attack on Titan. Yeah, I would also include Attack... Like, there's small changes, but it's basically the same plot. It's, like, the same experience. Yeah, I mean, there was... I think I, I, I think I was talking to Natai about this. Like, the only... Like, there's only one huge... And it's not even that big of a difference between the Attack on Titan... Uh, or it must, maybe it was you I was talking to this with. Um, that There's one thing in the manga where it's actually shown out of order in the anime adaptation... Like yeah. it's shown later than it is in the manga, but you've, mm-hmm. I think it was you that told me this, that it's yes. the only major change that they've made in the Which is not adaptation. even that major of a change. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously you can get pretty close. Um, although with Attack on Titan, I think they definitely, they definitely changed the art style a little bit. Let's be honest. Oh, for sure. And I think that like, upgrading art styles is definitely desirable like don't Mm. stay with the old art style if you have to like they did a major upgrade from the Mm. manga the manga's kind of like shit (laughs) in art style wise (laughs) like haikyuu oh yeah haikyuu too haikyuu that's another one yeah they definitely did a huge upgrade to the character designs and that there's okay this is gonna sound really mean there's no other way to say this about Haikyuu's anim- or uh, manga. The characters are ugly. They're really ugly <laughs> in the manga. But you I guys should what... be reading it because it's a good story, not because the boys look good. Why? I don't watch sports anime for the story. Hello? <laughs> Hello? And I don't know what it is about the Haikyuu manga. It, I... I tried reading it. I really did. The character's eyes are not spaced properly. I don't know why this bothers me so much, but it does. Girl, majority of the reason I watch Haikyuu is for the how good it looks. Like, I'm not going to watch it. I don't watch that for the story, let's be honest here. <laughs> you just watch... Show, be perfectly honest. You watch it for the cute boys. Don't even lie. I mean, isn't that what the point of sports anime is? What about sports anime that have all female casts? That's why I don't watch them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. I watched Keijo, but for a completely different reason. Keijo? <laughs> the fucking su- butt sumo anime? Butt we sumo. love that. Fucking we unlimited butt that. works? <laughs> we yeah. stand that. Oh, that, that show was fucking hilarious. I loved it. 
so stupid. Oh, that was man. the entire point. Like, it's supposed he, to be making fun of like sports anime, and I loved it. It's quite. Hilarious. I just I love all the all works. the. I love all the the obvious budget that went into just animating butt jiggles. Like so many anime do boob jiggles, they just went ah butt jiggles. That's where it's at. Fucking hidden butt jutsu, dude. <laughs> Shadow clone butt jutsu. <laughs> um, oh. So, speaking of one to one anime adaptations, uh, this brings to uh, light another question that um, there's a lot of anime out there that get, uh, or not a lot of uh, manga out there or other source material out there that get anime announced for them that are nowhere near done. In fact, many of them may not even be at the halfway point of their stories yet. So the question is, should unfinished works ever be adapted? And if they are adapted, and especially if it's supposed to be a complete adaptation, how do you handle that? fucking not like game of thrones that's for sure yeah i mean game of for live action stuff game of thrones is like the first like really big example of people in the west having to deal with what people who are anime fans have had to deal with for years the uh, anime getting ahead of the source material yeah i also love that in in gintama there's a huge like tirade that one of the characters goes on about how anime always end up out outpacing their source material so that's why they do filler well, yeah, because an anime episode can cover, like, if it's a manga, you could cover anywhere between three to, like, five chapters. And if your anime releases fucking once a week, it's like, all right, well, they've just covered a month to two months worth of content in 20 minutes. And, of course, that also it also plays into is your source material, is it being published weekly? Is it being published monthly? Oh, is yeah, it being like published Attack on four Titan times a year? is... Um, published monthly. monthly so oh my god when they do an so episode slow. so fucking slow and they do an episode it's like all right well we've covered two and a half chapters <laughs> so that's two and a half months worth of quality content oh god literally listen this question mm-hmm. boils down to corporate greed oh listen my. if you want money make a shit show with filler and a shit ending and pump that out don't, don't even know. don't even edit it. According to executives, anime doesn't make money, so I don't know what they're doing this for. Honey, the producers exactly. make money. Yeah, the I people know. who do the work I don't. I know. I so, so you you pump that hot shit out, and everybody screams and complains, and you count your money, and that's <laughs> so how I, the industry works. I I have always been of the opinion personally that the only reason an unfinished work should have an adaptation start is when it's very near its end. Like in my opinion, like even though I think attack on Titan is shit, I'll use it as an example. Attack on Titans anime adaptation shouldn't have started until about two years ago. Uh, I mean, that's a really bad example because that was a really successful first season. <laughs> like that made a really big fan base. We know that anime gets pushed because they're trying to boost the sales of its source material, right? That's just something we understand and we all acknowledge. That, that for, for a long time, yes, that's been the case. But with so many anime now, like even anime that you wouldn't think would get additional seasons getting additional seasons, I don't know if it's as much the case now as it used to be. No, I'm telling like, you, there's the some market research The Another World it. thing got another season, and I don't think anyone was expecting that. I don't know, man. Let's go look at Oricon. Let's look at the fucking... Where's the listing for the light novel? See where it's at. I bet you it's in the top 15. 
I you you may be right about that. Yeah. It's all about money, man. Greasing the wheels. But see, when I first read this question, should unfinished works be adapted? I, w- I thought you meant like what if like High School of the Dead or Berserk, <laughs> where like the the obviously the authors are dead now. So yeah. what should we do with the with adapting the rest of it? It's like I thought that was where this question was headed. Not this. No. <laughs> but I think okay. Well, I mean, there, there's a question to be asked there too. But I think that that's more of a how do you respect the wishes of the original author fucking we're gonna do what nickelodeon did to hillenberg fucking destroy it all just milk fucking spongebob for all it's worth yes i got i gotta feel bad for him he explicitly said no spinoffs and then the second he died they announced like five spinoffs to spongebob yeah um i think unfinished work should be adapted because i it's it's to boost the popularity of this show like hopefully the anime adaptation does a successful job at at least getting garnering attention for the source and showing that when you make when you make an anime as an advertisement it's always shit (laughs) i mean yes that's why they always end bad (laughs) why are you encouraging shit (laughs) not you being part of the corporate greed you know because then you're like well now i need to go read the source material no that's unhealthy marketing (laughs) i mean the 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 thing you could say about that is obviously people should do a better job marketing the source material yeah but uh, a lot of people like don't read uh web novels or light novels because first of all it's reading right it's a giant block of text there's no pretty pictures and people have short attention spans (laughs) like obviously anime plays a very big part of it uh i'd say a lot of people at least 70 percent of people who like stuff they got into it from the anime perspective like i think it's rare that people just go out and find light novels to read because even for me a lot of my light novels that i start reading is because of the manga adaptation i'll go read the manga and be like hey you know what i like this i want to read more does it have a source material then i'll go find it and read it you know that's how it works (laughs) I mean, you're right. I mean, I don't know of many people in the West, at least, who have become like anime fans who actually became something like manga or light novel fans first. Plus, so, it's you- also hard to watch. Like, see, you watch an anime, right? Let's say you watch a, a 12 episode anime that covers, I don't know, three or four volumes. That's going to take you like, what, four to six hours at most? Like, it's yeah, about four hours. It, it depends. You skip OPEDs, how long it runs, stuff like that. But it's going to take you, you know, you could do it in a day. Could you read? Hey, you can four, do it in an afternoon. Could you read four of that in the same amount of time? You could not. <laughs> you could. most people. Most people know. I mean, yeah, there are some speed readers out there that probably could, but the average person no. Yeah, and it kind of goes the same for a manga. Like a hundred chapters of a monthly manga would take you way longer than a single day to read instead of just watching twenty-four episodes of it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so. For for unfinished works that do get adapted, I mean, how should their adaptations end? I mean, you look at something like um, the original Full Metal Alchemist. I mean, there, there's a lot of debate back and forth about whether Full Metal Alchemist or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is is better. I err on the side of Brotherhood because I actually really like how the the manga ended up ending, um, and I really don't like how the original like the the anime original ending was done. Yeah, I hated the anime original ending for um, Full Metal Alchemist because I, I like the show at that point. Like, I, I love the fucking songs. I still like the songs. I still listen to the songs. But it's like, 
the fact that it has its own ending without the source material being done and the fact that they ended it with a stupid fucking movie i hated it like i was so hyped to watch it because i was like oh man like the anime ends so like stupid because it's kind of a cliffhanger you don't there's so many unanswered questions i hope this movie answers everything it answers nothing and you're just like what the fuck it's the way you have to watch both versions to get like an actually good experience because (laughs) brotherhood kind of skips like the first arc or whatever so you don't really get the like proper experience whereas the the original adaptation does a pretty good job of that yeah I mean, I've always said that one of the things you should probably do is is merge the two adaptations together. Like, watch, for the very beginning at least, watch, like, the first five or six episodes of 2003, and then just switch over to Brotherhood. <laughs> Literally, that's the best watching order, but it's so complicated. Um, but yeah, because especially in the first few episodes, Brotherhood really compresses a bunch of story stuff. Probably um, because Brotherhood was made for like Full Metal Alchemist fans that were just pissed off at the original Full Metal Alchemist. Literally, it was. And that, and that also, that also, <laughs> like, I, I, there's very few examples out there of. In fact, Full Metal Alchemist. There may be others. Um, there's certainly remakes that have been done, but um, Full Metal Alchemist is the only adaptation I can think of where the adaptation essentially got a redo. Like, I, I, I doubt that there's many other. Um, many other examples of source material out there or anime that will ever garner enough attention or money. Dragon Ball uh, Z, Dragon to, Ball Z okay. Super. Okay, and, fair enough. Well, actually, no. Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z Kai. Kai was the remake. Super is the new shit. Yeah. Super, I don't talk about. But but you get my point. Like this is a. You're not going to have this for every anime where they start the adaptation before the work is finished and they come up with an anime original ending. And they're not they're not always going to go back and just remake the whole thing. No, it's very rare. Like, the only two that we have is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and then we have Dragon Ball Z. Because then GT came out, but GT's not canon because, um... Holy shit, what's the guy's name? Akira Toriyama. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he didn't even write GT. That was like the people under him who were like, hey, let's make our own story. And it has nothing to do with Dragon Ball. And then that's why they made Kai, because they're like, all right, let's just condense this shit and retell the story with all the important bits without the filler. And now they have Super, which is its own fucking thing, and I don't understand it. And I don't really like it, but other people like it, so I guess yay anime industry? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it should do you guys think can you guys think of any other examples of anime that were uh adapted from unfinished source material that had really shitty endings that maybe deserve a brotherhood treatment like that um dead man wonderland yeah not that to be honest the the whole manga just needs a redo too (laughs) yeah uh what else what is that fucking soul eater uh oh god yes (laughs) there's a lot of anime that's like this okay and it's very sad uh, cough cough berserk 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 they did berserk dirty dude fuck every single adaptation where's the fucking david david productions please save berserk yeah da- you, you if, save listen, jojo's if you can could, save berserk if anyone could it'd be david productions it really would um yeah i um one thing I wanted to say about this is that some unfinished works can be adapted properly because a lot of times, like, the end of an arc ends perfectly fine, and you could just end the story there 
and you don't really have to keep going. But the source keeps going, but the anime doesn't have to, they could just end it there. Like stuff like Vinland Saga, where that, where the current adaptation ended, that's a great ending point. We don't need any more. But the source keeps going, and that's fine. And you know, the anime is apparently going to keep going as well, I don't know how well that's gonna be. But similar to that, a lot of anime have like soft stopping points. I'm th- also like Attack on Titan at the end of the third season when they finally get to the basement. Like, we just end it there. We don't need to keep going. Okay. <laughs> so that's, because I mean, that's where the story goes bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, There's right? some good stopping points that we don't need to keep going. So do we need to finish adapting uh, sources? Not necessarily. <laughs> That, Not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I hate that. I hate that forever cliffhanger. If they got to the basement and they just opened it up, and then we don't know about what happens after they just find the diary and read it, I would hate that. I'm to be fair. To be fair, you know what happens after that, and you don't like that either. Fair. <laughs> He's not so happy damn if either we do, way. damn if we don't. But but show brings up a really good point. I mean, sometimes it's actually even written into to certain source material where like there are these soft endings after major arcs, um, and that's how some anime adaptations end, especially for unfinished um, uh, source material. And like um, hell, Spice and Wolf did that with the end of its second season. Like it ends on like this soft ending that is actually in the um, in the light novels. Yeah, but what source well. material really writes in soft endings? Not a lot. No, not a lot. But I mean, certain anime adaptations of unfinished works do. Um, hell, hell, no game, no life did it. Also, Promise Neverland. Like they should have just ended at season one. That was a perfectly fine stopping point. That was like <laughs> an encapsulated story. It didn't need to keep going. See, like there's a lot of shows be... that just could have just ended. Would you be early. saying that if season two was actually good though? Isn't this yeah, just like no. buyer's remorse? Even, even before I even watched season two, I thought season one was good standalone. It's a standalone no, story. Two... It ends. Season two of Promise Neverland is a really good example of, of the question, like, how the fuck did you screw up this damn bad? Like, I, wow. Okay, even, even in our spoiler cast of Promise Neverland, at the end of the, at the end of the show, I was like, I'm skeptical of how they're gonna continue this because there's a lot of things, there's a lot of problems that could happen if you keep going, um, and the problems did happen, so it's fine. It, it's a well, great stopping point for the adaptation. That, that that's one. actually a really great segue into the next question I was going to ask. It's like because obviously there there's examples like Promise Neverland, which deviated from its source material in its second season really uh, by a lot. Um, obvi- there's examples of anime like that that have suffered greatly from deviating from their source material, and there are examples of anime that have actually benefited by deviating from their source material. So I wanted to kind of bring up examples of both of those things. Obviously, Promise Neverland is a really great example of an anime that deviated from its source material in its second season and suffered mightily from it. I just I've want got to... Like... Go ahead. You have like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like... I didn't do no research. I didn't. I can't fucking possibly remember every single anime that deviates from the source material and is bad. Um, I mean, Rosario. Here's an old one for you guys: Rosario plus Vampire. Oh God, uh, <laughs> not this. Now, again, the source material isn't that great, but I did enjoy reading the manga. But holy mm. shit, does that deviate from the source material yeah. real bad by a and, wide margin? 
and it's like they they literally cut and paste the storyline of like when people meet they fucking change the abilities of the the main character they change a lot of things about the fucking manga to make it anime and i thought the anime was okay and then i read the manga and i'm like oh the manga was way better man the anime is shit <laughs> uh looks pretty um i like the music rie kugumiya is in it she's, she's the yukiona she sings that mm. uh snowstorm song and i fucking love it oh has a spanish guitar that was uh <laughs> that was back in the day that was one of the uh, waifu simulator anime because <laughs> there was literally oh, a waifu God. for everybody in that show yeah Fucking Yuki Ona supremacy here. <laughs> um, I'm trying Listen, to think. Go ahead. I can't not talk about Tokyo Ghoul and how shit. Oh that my god! Is. Yes. Listen. Holy okay, shit. for the first season, they cut off like a really major plot arc, and for to the anime's credit, that made the first season a bit more succinct, and they were able to end it at a pretty nice point. Where they could have just ended it there. But clearly they're like, actually, never mind, I want to continue it. But since they omitted the plot point, it's like nothing made sense after that. Everything's just, they started making original shit. It's just, they, they rearranged shit. Nothing made sense. And it was just a hot mess. Was Root A like its own fucking thing? Like, was there any source material in that? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> Because I remember, because the the manga itself is weird because it goes, it ends, right? And then there's a Tokyo Ghoul Part 2, right? Yes. So that in itself was weird to me. Um, but the first season did not cover the full first manga. Yeah, I know. So the fact that they went back and made their own little story. Rue A is, I think, like, it shares elements with the actual manga, but it's, like, very different. I always thought Route A was just a collective fever dream of Tokyo Ghoul fans. Like, it doesn't actually exist. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of other examples. See, the problem is, I don't want to think about these other anime exactly. examples. Because it's like, I don't care about these animes for a yeah, very good right? reason. Not that. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't want to think about this any longer than I have to. <laughs> I mean, you could all, all, all bleh, you could obviously talk about Naruto and the copious amounts of filler. Which I does, is filler deviating from the source material, or is it just giving you time to actually keep going with the source material? I don't think filler deviates from it, especially since a lot of filler is non-canonical, or it has mm. like even if it is canonical, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, oh True. man, what is under Kakashi's mask? Hey, like that whole fuck episode. You. That's that's canonical in my mind. You cannot no, you that, cannot no. Don't get me wrong. One. The filler was enjoyable, but it had no like bearing to the plot. It didn't really matter. It didn't influence any decisions made to the core storyline. But it was so, funny. Yeah, but it was funny. So filler, we know, obviously exists to be filler. It's to let, give a buffer for the manga in the anime so that way the story doesn't deviate so i don't think filler is bad in that sense but i mean there's some like your fucking typical beach episodes your fucking typical um random love storyline that we're gonna follow for these background characters that doesn't fucking matter like they don't go anywhere and they don't go anywhere and you're like why no one cares about this but again, that's a thing to just give a buffer for the manga, the source material. So I understand yeah. why it exists. Uh, and there's also like, so Overlord, um, 
is not going to include the filler volume. So there's a volume in Overlord that's just basically filler. <laughs> it's it's the beach episode, and I love it because it's hilarious. Uh, and it's more background stuff for like the side characters. But they're definitely not going to uh, adapt that into the anime, so that's kind of shitty. But that would be like the whole filler arc right there. The entire 12 episodes would just be all filler and people would hate it. <laughs> so I understand why they don't want to do that with Overlord 4, but eh, I liked it. Um, so I, I, there is one uh, anime in particular I can point to with this. Um, and I guess in a way it's the second season. Um, so Steins Gate Zero. Um, I played not... the visual novel. Okay, I really yes. like the visual novel. I think it's as good, if not even a little bit better than its uh, counterpart, the you know, the original Steins Gate visual novel. And a lot of people, myself included, loved the original Steins Gate anime. Um, but then Steins Gate Zero comes along, and yeah, it has some good parts. It really does. But I can't go too deep into it without major, major spoilers. Uh, but they really muddled that adaptation a lot. Um, there's some stuff that's that's shown completely out of order. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously that's going to happen with the time. You know, time travel is the plot of Steins Gate. Um, but I, just the adaptation itself was really, it was slow. It was really slow. Like, people bitch about the first few episodes of Steins Gate, the original anime being slow. The first, like, ten episodes of Steins Gate Zero are really slow. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it's something that, it could have been great. And I know a ton of people, my, again, myself included, that were looking forward to Steins Gate Zero. And I can't say I was 100% disappointed by it, but I know, I absolutely know from playing the visual novel, it could have been so much better. And it's sad. It really is, because I think that Steins Gate Zero is actually better than Steins Gate. Anyway, <laughs> enough of my ranting about that. <laughs> well, because it's like I've only seen the anime, so I don't know. Like, I, I thought the animes were all right. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, fucking boo-boo on if, my if opinion. All you, if, <laughs> if all you know about Steins Gate is, is its anime counterparts, like, you would probably think that Steins Gate Zero was pretty damn good. And I wouldn't fault you for thinking that. Yeah, see, I... <laughs> I will never play visual novels. I only did it for Clint I'm never going to play another visual novel in my life. <laughs> That's because it made you cry. Don't even lie about that shit. <sighs> Tore me up, man. Tore me up. So oh, are there man. any anime that have actually benefited from deviating from the source? Yes, K-On. <laughs> Obviously, K-On. K-On? K- no, I, I, I gush about K-On all the time, and I genuinely love it. But, like, K-On's anime adaptation so far outstrips its source material that K-On may as well be an anime original. Like, that's how far ahead of its source material it is. I'd also say that, not not, not to the degree of K-On, but I would say to a, a, sl- a far lesser degree, um, the anime adaptation of Yudu Camp is doing kind of the same thing, where I do genuinely think the anime adaptation is better than its source material. Um, not... Oh my god, what's that anime? What's that idol anime that's not Idol Master? Uh, that's a th- good question. <laughs> um, Hutano the other one. No. <laughs> oh my god, I can't remember. <laughs> the the idol um, anime, you mean Love Live. Saga? No, no, Love Live. 
Oh, oh God, no. Jesus Christ. So, Love Live originally, like, it's... I don't like Love Live for very many reasons. Mainly just because I like Idolmaster more. It's not to say that Love Live isn't bad, isn't good. I don't... I don't know. I just don't like Love Live, man. I, I can't explain this. I could can we, explain can we this. Also, well, I... I I don't think you can actually talk about Love Live's quality without also mentioning its fan base. It's a little toxic. Oh, God, no. Uh, yeah, the fan base itself is kind of gross. <laughs> Not kind of. It's really gross. However, uh, Love Live. So the it's originally a manga, and I believe that the anime and the subsequent video games that came afterwards outgrew the manga. Like, it doesn't follow its source oh, sure. material, and it, it's, it's definitely become its own thing, and it worked. Like, the manga by itself was a good starting point, but becoming its own entity and by itself a product of the idol industry, it's kind of great for it. Um, mm. It's definitely very rare to have animes that benefit from deviating from the source material. Like um, Degashikashi was one of them that I talk about mm. where I'm like, yeah, I, as much as I don't like the anime, I think the anime is a lot better than the fucking manga. That's for sure. You got to be specific, though. The first season of the anime, the second season's dog shit. See, I've never seen the second season, so I... They turned it into a short... <laughs> Oh, they cut the budget in half and then they turned it into like, like, I think, 10 minute short episodes. And then um, there's another one. We talk about it a lot. Beastars. No, it wasn't Beastars. I think the Beastars anime is better than its source material. It certainly looks better. Yeah, because first of all, you're right. The the art of. Beastars is fucking chicken scratch. It's like the, the author, I mean, what do you expect? The author is literally a chicken. So I, I get it. I get it. But yeah, like Beastars is the anime is so much more dramatic, but it makes it better in my opinion because I like the dramaticness of the show. It's compared jazz, to the man. the manga. The manga is just like, oh man, we need to go do this. Then they go do it. <laughs> it's so fast paced. Like it's ugh, it's bad. I wouldn't say it's um, bad. I don't know. Ooh. Some people like it, I guess. I've got a, I've got another one uh, where the anime has sort of outstripped its source material. Um, and it, it's more recent, too. Uh, Cells at Work. Okay. Um, I definitely think that... I do think that the anime looks better than the source material, although a lot of that credit of that goes to David Productions. Yeah, West um, David Productions. But I think that most people now are more familiar with, or far more familiar with the anime adaptations than they are with the manga. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, I think they made learning degree, fun, man. That's why to a lesser degree, I would say perhaps the Monogatari series anime adaptations as well. Um, I just really think that Shaft hit it out of the park with that adaptation. I really do. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any others out there that I genuinely think the anime outstripped its source material. Um, I can't. You can probably uh, count them on your hands, dude. Like it, yeah. it's that rare. Okay, it, it, it is. It is. It's it's incredibly rare. Um, I mean, I I might also be tempted to say New Game. It's also its anime might actually be a little bit better than its source material, but its source material is a four coma, so. I haven't really watched much anime that are better than the source if we exclude like visual and audio improvements. If we're just talking about like changes in plot, then usually when you change the plot, you kind of fuck up from my experience. 
Yeah, I mean, if it's only if it's very very minor, then yeah, you can probably get away with it. But yeah, anything more than like you know changing a line or something, you're it's going to affect the quality narratively. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, hell, in in Spice and Wolf's anime adaptation, which I gush over all the time, there's a character in the anime that doesn't even exist in the source material. So going back to the whole um, one-for-one anime adaptations, like if we did one-for-one and we tried to keep as much of the source material as possible without deviating from the source, like then what would be the point of having a storyboard uh, and then having storyboard writers and having a director? You know, like just the script's right there, man. Just read the fucking manga or read the manga, read the light novel, and then put it on the page. Not (laughs) Fair enough. Because there's got to be some sort of like artistic um, rendition or impression that they've got to leave on it. Obviously, again, if the source is really good, don't lean on it too hard. Like, don't don't break it. It's not yeah. it's not infallible, dude. Don't do this. It can't hold all that weight. <laughs> but I think it's fine to express yourself, you know, and show you like this is how I interpreted this scene. Like, okay, okay, you snooty bitch. John, like, let's John, I've got one. I've got one. I've got a. I've got an uh, example of an anime that is is better, I think, than its source material. Gridman. No, Initial D. Oh God, yeah, Initial D's manga is <laughs> trash. <laughs> Except See, for Third Stage. Third Stage and Gooey to Dick. I don't know if it's because I have nostalgia lenses on or something when I think about Initial D because I've seen the anime first and I love the anime. Then I read the manga and I was like, "Oh, the manga sucks." <laughs> so I don't know. I can't really tell. I feel like for something like Initial D, since it's literally about cars racing and drifting, I think that lends itself way more to a motion medium like anime than it does a static medium like manga. That's a good point. Yeah, but that's just more like it's the same thing for um, action oriented. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's the same thing we talked about with action oriented like light novels and manga. Yeah, for sure. Like, things that require <laughs> that it's hard to fucking visualize because there's so many things going on. Of course, it's gonna, the anime adaptation is going to be better because you can finally see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, so the, the thing I want to end this on, uh, so obviously there have been a lot more live-action adaptations of anime, manga, light novels recently. Um and some of those are being done, you know, in Japan or in Asia. And then, but there's a lot more, uh, again, recently that have been done in the West, particularly in Hollywood. Um, so I'm curious for these live action adaptations of anime or manga or light novels. Do you actually judge those adaptations differently than you would an anime adaptation of a manga, a light novel, a web novel, whatever? I mean, yes, because you've got to give it like. <laughs> the runtime for live action adaptations usually it's going to be in movie format so they only got 90 minutes to fucking adapt what you're talking about right yeah typically so, 90 to 120 minutes yeah it's going to be really fucking hard well if it's 120 minute runtime then you could basically fit in the full, fucking full 12 episode anime but <laughs> that's just me thinking that but um actually is that true no you couldn't you can feel like 10 episodes i think right yeah i mean you it's 10-ish yeah um assuming you're not well you'd obviously be taking out the the time for the ops and the eds yes well Um, actually no if they run 20 minutes and you'd only fit six so yeah so even with 120 minutes it's you're still only given half the runtime of a 12 season anime 
12 season 12 episode season of anime <laughs> 12 season anime jesus christ you're yeah, gonna black bankrupt clover. the studio no a 12 season anime it's black clover dude it's on it's like fifth season isn't it no nah, i don't know nah. one piece is like on its 90th season but i judge it differently because i give it more leeway because it's like well you don't have too much time to explain it so as long as the theatrical release of the live action makes me like it then it's fine like it doesn't matter how true to the source the movie is because movies are fundamentally different from animes because of the runtime because there's so much you need to cut out like Hmm. you can't judge them the same it's impossible Mm -hmm. now i I definitely agree because uh, traditionally especially with hollywood adaptations of things like this the the trend has been to make it a movie see if it sells and then maybe that movie might get a sequel uh that really hasn't happened yet uh, but now we have these, uh, like Netflix is doing the live action Cowboy Bebop series. I'm really curious to see how that goes. Like I'm, I'm very much reserving judgment for, I know there's a lot of people hating on it, but I'm gen- I'm, I'm reserving judgment until I see it. I definitely think they, they did good with the casting. Like, the characters more or less look a lot like the characters from the, the, the anime. So I'm, I'm hoping they do good. I know that Yoko Kano is actually doing the music for the live action series as well. Oh my God. Are you telling me we're going to hear um, Greenbird? I Very possibly. Oh um, man. I mean, hell, we may even get a live action version of the, uh, the tank OP. Oh my God. That'd be so cool. If they keep to it like that, then I'll fucking watch it. But as far as I'm concerned, like a bunch of Netflix's, original adaptations you can't see my air quotes why am i doing that um they're just trash like i just watched the monster hunter um fucking monster hunter world legacies or whatever the Mm. story before like monster hunter happens it's fucking crap like not only is it cg but like it's it's originally made for english so it's dubbed originally in English, and the mouth movements are so horrendous. Like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so there was no, there was no like attempt at all to change it. Well, no, it's originally made for English. So, and they try to over exaggerate the mouth movements, so it looks <laughs> really fucking weird. And then, Damn. like, fucking Dante Bosco is in there too, and I'm just like, oh man, poor Zuko, poor Jake, the Chinese, the American Chinese dragon. Um, I mean, another movie that you could point to recently as well as the Death Note movie from Netflix. Do we even want to go there? Trash. Throw it out. I kind of I kind of liked Willem Dafoe. As... Oh, no. That's the one thing from that movie I will 100% defend as Willem Dafoe's portrayal of Ryuk is spot on. But the guy that they got to play L, it it felt like I was watching um, Caleb City from YouTube slash Vine. Mm. like his comedy sketches it felt like it was him fucking voice acting l (laughs) it was so funny see for for that though i I genuinely think that they should have gone with a series for that because i don't think you can condense the essence of death note into into like something that's 90 to 120 minutes long you really can't i don't know why they even tried like for a lot of adaptations of anime into one movie like i don't know i don't even know why you bother because most of the time you can't fit it in so what's the point it's gonna be trash i don't know why you're trying yeah like they if they had set it up where it was like gonna be like four or five different movies and had like a series of movies and yeah that could have worked that definitely seems like what um oh god what's his name uh james cameron has done for his alita 
uh, Battle Angel movie, like that ends on a cliffhanger. So obviously it's designed to have a, a sequels. So, and he wants to do more movies and it seemed like it did well enough. It's, it made its money back in the, in the box office. So it seems like it did well enough that it might actually get one. So, I mean, yeah, you can do these adaptations as movies, but you can't, I don't think you can do it as one movie. It has to be like a series of movies. Well, I don't have time for a series of movies. Is it one TV show or one movie? (laughs) I don't have time for this. So Uh, see, just specifically for the, the Death Note live action, like there's that valley of like enjoyment level, right? It's like a kind of a parabola where like, it's so awful that it's good versus like, it's actually just awful to being actually good that's how i feel like it i think the live action death note was just so bad that it it's funny to me <laughs> like again the hammed acting with the guy who seems like he's fucking caleb city that's where he got his inspiration to pretend like he's l uh willem dafoe as ryuk was hilarious i don't know who the fuck fucking zach efron want to be playing um light light <laughs> like girl i just felt <laughs> bad <laughs> Not it's so it. bad that it's good it's hilarious i just felt bad for anyone who watches this and not hasn't seen the original i just feel so bad for them yeah me too because like death note is a classic and it's a classic for a reason i i do think that people like pissed all over the hemmed up acting in that more so than they should have because if you go back and watch death note there's some fucking hammy ass voice acting in that yeah i know and that's what makes it great <laughs> Um, so as much as I don't want to talk about it, um, there are definitely like cultural differences in like Western adaptations and mm. I think it's fine. Like it's fine to localize. It's fine to change the context. And personally, I don't really care what race plays what character. Like, I don't really care. I know that was something that came up when in Japan they did the live action version of Attack on Titan and they tried to explain in the movie why everyone is Asian. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's like, whatever. Although, we've talked about this. But race is more like an inherent part of the Attack on Titan story. So it, there, there's like some some stuff you have to sort out there, but... Yeah. <laughs> there was like literally no, a there plot was like point this, about this. I don't know, there's this... There was this, I, we don't have to talk about those yet, but no, I, I get what you're saying though. Like, yeah, obviously, if you're adapting it in a completely different culture, like obviously American culture is very different than Japanese culture. I, shocking to know, but it's true. Um, yeah, I don't have necessarily a problem with things changing. I know that when they've announced, uh, there's no like release date or anything for it yet, but they have announced it. Um, there's here in Hollywood, a Hollywood adaptation of Your Name. I forget who all is attached to it. Um, but they have announced already that they're going to be changing elements of the story that's going to be taking place in the U.S. It's going to be, you know, American characters. And, like, I'm okay with that as a concept as long as you keep the essence of the story the same. That's the important part. Like, you, you, you know, all this ancillary the stuff the with, that, what the characters look like and stuff. Like, I, that, that, I can work with that. As long as the essence of the story is the same, that's what matters to me. As long as they still have the yaoi baiting, then that's all we need. <laughs> Not this. <laughs> but no. yeah, like for live action Western adaptations, I don't really give a fuck about the story. You faithful to the story, don't even try. Like, if you try, you're gonna make shit. So just make your own version of it and make it work for you. 
because it's not going to work out if you try to be faithful. See, as much as I would love to agree with you on that, the, the problem is that toxic fans won't think the same thing. They'll like they'll look at it and say, "This isn't exactly like it was in the anime. It's shit." I well, mean, that's what people be. said about. It'll never be exactly like it. That's what that's exact. But that's what people said about the um, the Ghost in the Shell live action with Scarlett Johansson, right? Like, yes. yeah, it wasn't it wasn't exactly like Ghost in the Shell. But I definitely think one thing they got right about that was the essence of what Ghost in the Shell was. I definitely think they got right. I think that Scarlett Johansson actually did play the major pretty well, but people just shit on it because it wasn't exactly like uh, the Ghost in the Shell movie from 1995. No, so I shit on ScarJo because her acting is horrendous, and she plays the exact same fucking Black Widow, um, Lucy slash uh, I don't know any other fucking movie she's been in. To be honest, <laughs> I can't name them. But when she acts like uh, a military trained badass, she plays the same fucking character, and I, I will not back down from this. Like, hate me all you want, ScarJo, you can't act for shit. Wow. I, well, at the very least, she looked like the major. <laughs> Yeah, and but then they go and they explain why she doesn't look Asian. They don't. They did. Why? Yeah, that's the. They did. They didn't even need to do that. They. they why really did they do that? I hated it because it, it's pretty much canon in in Ghost in the Shell that people can pretty much well people like her especially can change bodies at will. It was like um they did that too for there was another Netflix movie that's not an anime but it was a graphic novel but they did the same thing where they had a, like a, a white person basically uh. A British actor playing this person who's supposed to be Asian, mm. and they they spent like a whole fucking fifteen minutes explaining why. And I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> like, who cares? Stop making it a big deal. You made your choice. Just fucking roll with it. They did that. This so- has nothing to do with anime, but they did the exact same thing in one of the new Star Trek movies, um, Star Trek Into Darkness, where they had uh benedict cumberbatch play khan who's supposed to be like the sikh a northern indian man played by one of the whitest men on the planet yeah i hate this i hate hollywood (laughs) um yeah i don't know like yeah when you do the when you do the live action adaptations in another culture any kind of adaptation in another culture yeah obviously there's going to be different cultural stuff that you're going to put into in it to make it more relatable to people in that culture because first and foremost that's who you're marketing to um, but I, I definitely think that anime fans are, at least in my opinion, I think that a lot of anime fans are way too harsh with some of the like Hollywood uh, anime adaptations that we've got. Um, in some cases, I think they've been just harsh enough. And like like John says, like people shit all over the Death Note movie, but I still enjoyed it because it's one of those things where it's so bad that it's good. I want to wipe it from my mind. But my problem with live action is like... So we have a lot of we may not have a lot of anime manga light novel live action adaptations coming to the West, mm. like made in the West, but we do have a bunch of like um Asian movies that get remade in the West, right? And yes. some of them can be good. Like uh what's that one that won that fucking all those awards? It was a mm. Korean show. Snowpiercer? Not Snowpiercer. Well that one was one. Parasite? But... No, not Parasite. That wasn't that no, bad it's um one. They talk about a show no, or a no, movie. No, a movie. It's a movie. I can't remember. Oh my god, I'm gonna remember this right when we stop recording, and, I'm and gonna you're gonna be so pissed. But it's a movie that uh, it's a crime movie about like dirty cops. Old boy? No, not old boy. Oh my god, it's originally it. Well, anyway, it's originally a Korean movie. Just like um, there's a bunch of like that, like the Lake House. That was a Korean movie. I watched the original Korean one before I watched it. Korean, Japanese don't remember 
it's been a long time since I've seen the original Lake House, but I, I saw the Asian one first, and then I saw the Keanu Reeves one, and I was just like, oh, that's kind of weird. But we also like The Grudge, uh, Asian movie remade, um, The Ring, same thing, Asian movie remade, uh, One Last Call, Japanese horror movie remade in American. We have a lot of those, and there's a lot of examples of where they deviate from the original, and mm. it's because there's a lot of like jokes that you don't get because of in the native language like this is what it means like um one of them would be shutter not shutter island but shutter it's a it's a thai horror film and a lot of the things being translated over from thai to english don't make sense because you don't have the same customs so they've got to have that type of liberty when they want to release it but staying true to the source of the material is really hard so that i agree like you shouldn't be too critical of it because it's a different fan base like you can like the original the original still exists i love the original grudge series like the guy who makes that stuff mm-hmm. i love the japanese horror where it's like there's no fucking violins leading up to scary jump scares it's just like creepy shit happening in the background constantly i love that because every time i rewatch it there's something else i notice that i missed i'm like oh what the fuck like oh man i love it when you're looking at a different part of the screen and something happens that you didn't notice before you're like oh what the fuck <laughs> it's good shit i like horror films yeah, I mean, and one one uh, it's not really an animated adaptation. It's actually a light novel adaptation, I think, uh, or just a novel novel adaptation uh, that Hollywood did um, that never gets talked about a lot when people talk about stuff like this. That is actually really good, and a lot of other people think it's really good too. And that's Edge, Edge of, Tomorrow, of Tomorrow. Yep, which is an adaptation of All You Need Is Kill, and like that was really good, and no one ever talks about it. I mean, I know, and they they change stuff in there, like because Tom Cruise plays the the main character, and in in the original source material, like the main character is supposed to be a teenager. Well, Tom Cruise is obviously not a teenager. Yeah, see, I didn't even know that it was based on a um, Japanese graphic novel, and I like the Edge of Tomorrow. I, I really enjoyed it actually. I liked the concept and stuff, and I thought it was executed pretty well. And a lot of people don't talk about it. You're right because. Again, we only talk about the things that we think are bad where it's like it's popular. You know, all you need is kill isn't that popular. Not as popular as like something like, I don't know, Tokyo Ghoul. Tokyo Ghoul is a lot more popular. Fucking yeah. Roni Kenshin's a lot more popular. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that that's a um, that's an example of one that was done really, really well. And they definitely changed things, but it was fine. Anyway, I definitely think this is a, we've, we've we've ranted about this long enough, I think. This is why I don't want to talk about it, because there's so much to say. I know. That makes no sense. <laughs> it's too much to talk about. Oh, my God. It's too damn high. <laughs> All right. Now it's time to bust out my dissertation. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, this is why I wanted to talk about it, because I definitely think this is a an area where there's there's definitely a lot of debate within the, the anime community as to what's the best to do when you adapt anime for uh, different media. Uh, but I definitely think we're going to end it there. Uh, thank you all for dropping. Or th- let me try that again. Thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. Check the description below to find links to Anime Club After Dark on Twitch, on social media, and on Discord. Check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well. Any purchases you make there do really help us out. With that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, guys. Good night. Whitewashing, and don't you dare oh cast my, my Asian heroine as a white woman <laughs> just like fucking even show this is why we can't avatar, have nice things fucking avatar the last airbenders adaptation hollywood adaptation was so bad 
And they didn't cast Asian people either. And they could have. Oh, God. It's the whites for me. Come on.